Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of Beyond the Booze. Today, we are going to talk about five tips to help you handle social situations when you are newly sober. And I know this can be such a challenging part of sobriety is just learning to navigate social situations um, when you're used to connecting with others over alcohol. Um, So I really hope that this episode helps you out and let's dive in. Hey friend, welcome to Beyond the Booze. I'm your host, Victoria Plummer, daughter of the most high, wife, boy mom, and multi-passionate entrepreneur. I know that you are sick of wallowing in shame after another night of binge drinking. I know that you want to quit, but you can't imagine a life without alcohol. My mission is to set you free from the lies, fears, and habits that are keeping you stuck in a toxic relationship with alcohol. In this podcast, you'll learn about spiritual growth, personal development, healthy lifestyle habits, and recovery education so that you can start living a life you love. If you're ready to take your power back grow in your faith, and live a more purposeful life, you are in the right place. Whip up your favorite mocktail. Let's do this. All right, guys, grab your notebook and pen and let's take some notes. Take these five tips on how to handle social situations when you are just starting your sobriety journey. So I get this question all the time. Like This is just like a really big struggle and I really hope that this helps you guys out. Currently this isn't so much a struggle for me uh, maybe because I'm kind of like a homebody (laughs) but I mean I used to go out a lot and you know I did start my sobriety journey during the pandemic so there really wasn't a ton to do but I do still remember certain instances where I was I was sober for a stint uh, from alcohol and I remember one time going to a friend's house for the weekend and people weren't drinking excessively but they were drinking wine and you know there was wine around and I was just was like really wanting to drink um, and that was really challenging and I think you know I, I think what happens is like we feel like we'll be able to connect better with other people if we're drinking or we'll be more relaxed um, or all those kind of things and those are definitely things that we have to you know practice I think that you know it's kind of like fitness you know I I relate things to fitness a lot Um, if you don't know me personally I was a personal trainer for a long time I don't know six years Um, I haven't been training since I had my baby 16 months ago. But um, so yeah, I do relate a lot of things to fitness. But anyway, so I think a lot of things just take practice. You know, it's kind of like you get stronger with each time you work out, right? Like the first time you work out, it's going to be super hard and super uncomfortable. You might feel embarrassed, you know, you might just be so worried about what other people are thinking about what you're doing. Um, But at the end of the day, no one really cares. (laughs) No one at the gym cares what you're doing. They're more focused on themselves. And it's the same thing with alcohol. People don't care if you're drinking or not. Uh, They're more focused on themselves. So 
hopefully that helps. That was a freebie that was not included in my tips. So hopefully that helps in a way. Um, besides that, I think another thing that we have to work on, um, and this isn't part of the tips, but it's just something that I'm thinking about is building up our self-confidence, you know, like that I think is part of the reason we're so uncomfortable, um, in social situations without alcohol is like, we're dealing with low self-worth and low self-confidence. Um, and I think what I have found that has helped me with my confidence is to do what I say I'm going to do, you know, and oftentimes you have to start small to build up that self-confidence in yourself. Like, for example, I like to use this as um, a habit with fitness and, and with building up confidence. So say you're trying to get into fitness and you're trying to build up your confidence. One of the things you can do is go for a 10 minute walk every day, you know, or five days a week. And, you know, you, it's just short enough to actually do it um, and follow through with it. But once you like complete that, like you're going to feel more confident because you're going to actually be like, oh, I'm the type of person that follows with, follows through with what I say I'm going to do. And that helps build your self-confidence. Um, and honestly, I think working out really does help build up your self-confidence as well. So if you're not doing that already, I definitely suggest starting your fitness journey simultaneously with your sobriety journey. That's what I did. And it really, really helped me. So, um, I wasn't perfect in the beginning. Um, and I mean, it's only been, uh, two years and nine months that I've been sober, but, um, I definitely think fitness really, really helps, especially because often we drink because we're anxious and exercise helps with anxiety. Okay, without further ado, that was a long intro. <laughs> Let's dive into the tips. So my tip number one is to have a plan. And what I mean is, what are you going to say when someone asks you if you want to drink? Um, I think having like already knowing what you're going to say is super helpful. So like for me, if someone asks me if I'm going to, if I'd like a drink, um, of alcohol or a shot or whatever, I'm already knowing that I'm going to say, no, thank you. I don't drink. Um, no, thank you. I'm a lot more fun without alcohol. Um, something like that. Um, but a simple no is enough, you know, but having a plan on what you're going to say, um, if someone asks you if you're going to have a drink. Um, and then also I think having a plan for, if, if you're being pressured to drink, I think that for me, if I was being like egged on to drink, first of all, that person, the person that's doing that is very immature, but, um, I, I would probably leave because that would make me very uncomfortable to be pressured to drink. Um, so I, I think just having a plan my tip number two is to play it out in your mind. Like what is really going to happen if you go to this party or uh, whatever it is you're going to. I mean, when I think social situations, often I'm thinking about like gatherings and like party kind of things. And so, yeah, I would play it out in your mind. Like what do you really think is going to happen? Because sometimes 
we think, oh, I'll have like a couple drinks just to kind of shake off my nerves and then I'll connect with this person and that kind of thing. Like all we see is like what we want to see. Like we just see this mirage of, oh, I'm going to drink and I'm going to connect with this person. But what really happens is like we, so we start to drink and then we can't stop. So then like you don't really connect with someone because when you're drunk, you can't really connect. Um, you're not really connecting. So I, I think playing it out in your mind is helpful. Um, especially if you, if you play it out and you know that the night might go sour, I would have a plan like to only stay a couple hours or maybe you don't go because you've played it out in your mind and you know that it's not going to end well. Um, yeah, so tip number three is to ask yourself these questions. <laughs> Do you need to go? What are you hoping to happen from you going? Um, sometimes it's necessary to not go to certain events, even if we feel obligated. Tip number four it actually goes <laughs> kind of along with number three is can you schedule a daytime activity instead? So say you decide like, yeah, maybe it's your friend's party. And this has happened to me before where I've had a friend who invited me to go somewhere. And although I love her, I know that like if I go, she's probably going to be drinking a lot. And that means I'm not going to be having much fun because I'm going to be dealing with a drunk person. Um, so then I would decide, no, I'm not going to go because that's not what's best for me and not that's not what's best for my sobriety journey. And sometimes you have to, it's not even selfish, but sometimes it feels selfish because we're so used to, if you're like me, pleasing other people and putting your needs last. Put yourself first and decide if you need to go or not. Um, and then if it's someone you love and you do want to celebrate them, say it's their birthday, um, Maybe you can schedule a lunch date or you can schedule you guys to go hiking together. Another way where you can still connect and spend time together and, you know, like celebrate her or, you know, that person. <laughs> yeah, so that's tip number four is scheduling a daytime activity instead. There's just so many ways that we connect can connect socially um, that doesn't have to be something that, you know... Uh, makes us fall off the wagon. Okay, and tip number five is to have an exit strategy. So I know that, you know, you probably want to go to this event um, and you want to have fun with, you know, your friends, but sometimes going out can be really triggering, um, especially if people are just drinking a lot and and you're just like, Oh, just trying to muster the courage to not drink. <laughs> um, and you're just like in your mind probably thinking, well, nobody else is trying to not drink. Like, why should I be doing this? You know, like I should probably just drink because everybody else is doing it. No one else seems to have a problem. Maybe I don't have a problem. You go into this rabbit hole in your mind and you're just starting to try to convince yourself to drink. Um, that's when you need to have an exit strategy, especially. <laughs> it's like... If you start to feel tempted, you need to have a plan to be able to exit immediately. And maybe that's like an excuse, like, 
oh, I got to go home to let the dog out. Oh, I, um, I have to go like I have an emergency, um, you know, whatever. Like if you have to make an excuse, if you can't just say like, oh, I had to go, bye, <laughs> make up an excuse, that's fine. Um, I just think it's really important to have an exit strategy. Like if you're starting to feel tempted, I think it's really important to, to exit or uh, have a friend, you know, to reach out to and let them know that you're feeling tempted. Gosh, you know, I'm really bad with these numbers because I have another tip. I feel like I've already given like eight tips, but um, number six, we'll add that one on there, <laughs> is to is to have a buddy, have a an accountability partner. Like maybe if you can have someone who goes with you that is deciding not to drink that night out of support for you uh, to go with you. Um, and that way you have someone who's probably feeling just as uncomfortable as you are and who, you know, who could just be there for you. So, um, and then if you can't have someone go with you in person, maybe you have a friend that you uh, have on standby, like via text and, you know, that you can text um, while you're out in case you're starting to feel like you're struggling and, you know, maybe they can talk you out of it and empower you to make a better decision for yourself. And then I just, yeah, I want to reiterate number three, which was, do you need to go? <laughs> Sometimes like in the beginning of our journey, we really might, it might be best for us to avoid certain situations where there's going to be a lot of alcohol involved. And we just have to accept that. I know that that's really hard because that's how it was in the beginning of my sobriety journey was I felt like I lost a lot of friends because that's all that my friends were doing was partying. That's all we had done together. And so I was really lonely. So I definitely understand. And I hope you know that if you are feeling lonely because you're deciding not to go to these things, you're not alone because there's so many people that are fighting this same battle. Um, and I hope that just encourages you a little bit. And I know it's hard when you're feeling lonely. Um, but sometimes it really is what's best for you and then you can wake up the next day and feel good about the decision you made and go do something really awesome for yourself. I did that recently I, and I went on a hike the next day and I was so glad I did and I felt so great <laughs> for making that decision for myself. So anyways, let me recap these tips. Tip number one was to have a plan for what you're going to say when someone asks you if you want to drink. Number two is to play it out in your mind. Like, what do you actually expect to happen? Number three is, do you need to go? Number four is, can you schedule a daytime activity instead? And number five is to have an exit strategy. And I know that a lot of these tips are kind of like, I don't want to say discouraging, but maybe they are a little discouraging as far as like discouraging you not to go. But more so, I guess I'm trying to encourage you that you have a choice. You don't have to go to these situations that might compromise your sobriety. But if you do choose to go or if you're not really worried about, you know, not being sober, um, you're more so concerned that like you're just going to feel like that social anxiety and just, you know, you just don't know how to like, 
just be comfortable, you know, like going out and not drinking. Um, I just want to encourage you kind of like I said in the beginning of the podcast that, you know, it's going to take some reps, like repetition of doing these uncomfortable, um, putting yourself in these uncomfortable situations until they become comfortable. Like eventually it's going to be your new normal to just grab like, um, a sparkling water and not grab a beer or a wine or whatever. I just wanted to say that, I guess, that you obviously have a choice on whether or not you go to these events, and it might be uncomfortable, but eventually it won't be so uncomfortable. Um, It is something that you're just going to have to work through, unfortunately. So your homework for this week is to follow these five tips next time a social event comes up and you are feeling conflicted, run through these uh, five tips. And if you have any other specific questions around like the social situations, I'd love to hear from you. Um, Sometimes I'm not exactly sure and I try to get get clarity by asking people like what they mean. But um, if you do have a specific question about this, shoot me a DM on Instagram at Victoria A. Plumber. And if this episode blessed you, please leave me a review, a written five-star review on Apple iTunes. That just really helps me know if this is this content is helping and it will help boost me in the algorithm so that more people can find this podcast and hopefully benefit from the contents of it. And with that being said, I hope you guys have a blessed day and a blessed week and I will talk to you guys in the next episode. Bye now.